Uh, always extra special. I mean, last week was really extra special because both Harayudin and I were in Israel, and that's always incredible uh, when we get to speak to our audience from the Holy Land. But uh, even though I'm here in the United States at the moment, it's always extra special when Harayudin speaks to us from the Holy Land from Israel, and we are anticipating his words on this Shabbos Chazak here at JM in the AM. This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomri Torah, Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. And for those that are listening in Eretz Israel, good afternoon. And wow. First of all, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayechi. It is a Shabbos Chazak. And there's no question but that being here in Eretz Yisrael gives a great deal of chizuk. We're going to read Amir Tashem, how Yaakov describes in great detail how he purchased the right of burial in Hebron, in Mo'arasa Machpelah, and to think that we have this chus today to visit, to daven at Parasa And I heard this morning, Baruch Hashem, that they have just finished a new guest house in Hebron, giving more people the opportunity to spend Shabbos there, not just on Shabbos, Parshas Chayisora, but when you make your itinerary for coming to Eretz Israel, where am I going to be for Shabbatot? Consider going to Hebron. It's something you will never forget. The excitement that we have in this week's parsha of Yaakov giving brachos to his children prior to his passing. And in fact, interestingly, on the Pasuk, that the Torah tells us by Yaakov Avinu, the beginning of the parsha, after this, behold, your father is sick. That's the hine. So the rabbis tell us that until Yaakov, there was no sickness in the world. The idea that we say, God bless you, Gesundheit, when somebody sneezes, and when uh, somebody coughs, we say, cover your mouth. But we don't say, God bless you, why don't we care? Until Yaakov, the same way that the Torah tells us, in Perigbeza of Bereshis, that a Kodesh Baruch who breathes life into the first man through his nose. So as the Neshama came in through the nose of man, that's the way it left. And so when a person sneezed, forgive me, they died. Until Yaakov, Yaakov Bikesh, he asked for a Kodesh Baruch Hu to give him holy to give him some kind of an advance warning of sickness, so he had the opportunity to, quote, get his life in order, to be Messiah, to give his children, Hadracha, that after he leaves this world, as we find in the Haftorah as well, that Melech gives Shlomo the continuity for after his passing on. And interestingly, you'll take a look at the brachos. The brachos are not simply, you should be matzliach, but rather the bracha was pointing out to each of the Shabbatim their individuality, their characteristics, and some of them, even their flaws, that they should realize what they have to work on, because that is the biggest bracha to be able to actualize your own potential. I'd like to focus 
this morning with you on a very interesting question and an exciting answer. And that is as follows. We know in this week's parsha that Yaakov blesses Yosef's two sons and he even putting Ephraim before Menashe. But we told very beautifully in the Torah that Yisrael. Yaakov now has created the formula for father to be able to bless his children. And what does he say? He says to his sons, Beautiful. What's the problem? Asks Rav Chutna, Wait a minute. Don't we find something earlier in the Torah that perhaps gives a different formula? And that is as follows. In the very beginning of Lech Lecha, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Avraham to leave Cholad and to go to the place, Eretz Kenan, so among the many promises HaKadosh Baruch Hu <clears throat> promises Avraham Avinu at that time, he says the following, Literally, they will be blessed through you, all the families, the nations of the world. And indeed, we know that is considered, even though he might come from any, any country, he's considered part of Avram Avinu's family. What does Rashi say on the Nibrahu Bechah? So Rashi says that the Pshuto, the little understanding of this Pasuk is, Adam a father will say to his child, Teheka Avraham, whoa, you should be like Avraham. So if we already have the formula of Bracha that the Torah has prescribed, be like Avraham, how dare Yaakov come and forgive me, usurp the bracha of the Nivrachu Bachar and replace it with the Simcholokim Kephraim Chumanasha? Interesting question. And you can make the question stronger. Come on, you're going to tell me Avram Avinu is a good guy, a nice fellow. He was Mokhil. <clears throat> and Bako Adam Miskane Chutzmibno, right? Meaning that a person does not have any envy, jealousy of his child or grandchild, and therefore he's only too happy. But still, what happened to the bracha of be like Avram? So Rav gives a beautiful answer. He says as follows, Avram Avinu had no Mesorah. His father Terach didn't put him on his knee and teach him Moda'ani. He learned it all by himself, as Chazal tells us, he was able to intuit Torah, literally through his very kishkis. He was able to understand Torah. A father says to his son, I want you to be spiritual. I want you to have a life not just of materialism. I want you to have a life of spirituality. There's more to life. Recognize there's a God in this world. Be like Avram. 
that's as far as the bracha goes, the nivrachu bracha, komish pachos be spiritual. Yisimcha l'kim, kefrayim chinanashe, the bracha that's found in this week's parsha is the bracha of Misora. And not only should you learn Torah, not only should you have a personal connection with HaKadosh Baruch of Zekeli, the Anveil, this is my personal relationship with God, but Okeovi, as Rashi says, Lo I'm not the first one to start to have this connection. Oh, Okeovi, my father, my grandfather. And listen carefully, Rosalavecha was want to point out how special Yaakov Avinu is. We don't find anywhere that Avraham had a connection with Yaakov. We don't find that Yitzchak had a shaykhus in any of the <clears throat> Shvatim. But we do find that Yaakov had a personal connection with his grandchildren, with Ephraim and Menashe. As he tells us on the Pasuk, the beginning of the parasha, you got he was told to Yosef. Who told him? So Rashi on the spot says, Ephraim, Hoyorogil, Lifne Yaakov Betamut. And Ephraim was constantly with his grandfather in learning of Torah. Whoa. So the yeshiva was in Goshen. And now that Yosef has to be told that his father is sick, Ephraim runs to Mitzrayim, to bring his father to Goshen, and to get the brachos, as we know, of Ephraim and Menachem. But what do we see? We see clearly that Yaakov is called Yisrael Saba. And if you take a look in the Rambam, Perek Aleph of Hilchus Kriyashma, so the Rambam tells us, <clears throat> and I'm going to give you a uh, translation to save time, that Yaakov Avinu, as we know, wants to tell his children what's going to be Ba'akos Hayomim, when Mashiach is going to come, HaKadosh Baruch Hu denies him that opportunity. Perhaps this would have been too much for us to be so there, to tolerate that it's going to be in such a long time in the future. However, Yaakov doesn't know why he has been denied this opportunity. So he says, oh, yo, yo, perhaps there is Shemoh, maybe amongst uh, my sons, there is Paslus, there is this disqualification that they don't believe in Yichud Hashem, in the Achdus of Hashem, in the oneness, in the uniqueness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a personal relationship with each and every person. So, what do they say? Shema Yisrael. Now, they're not calling their father by his first name. Their father is Yaakov on the personal level. Yisrael is only the national global. They say Shema Yisrael. Yaakov, who represents the father of the Jewish nation, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echol. Whoa! When Yaakov hears this, he is so excited. Listen to the lesson of the Rambam. Pesach has 
The Rambam calls him as the elder, meaning Yaakov, and says, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Leolam Va'ed. Yaakov says it out loud. We know later on in Pasha's Eschanan, Moshe Rabbeinu says Shema Yisrael and does not say Baruch Shem. And therefore, the Rambam writes, Perik Aleph, Halachadal, Elif Kriyishma, Vichach Nogu Ko Yisrael. Therefore, all Yisrael have the minhag to say this, Baruch Shem, and we know we say Palachash not to get involved and to insult Moshe, who did not say the Pasuk. But once again, the Rambam calls it that we say Shevach Baruch Shem, Sheshi Beach Bo Yisrael Zoke. Twice he uses the term Zoke, and you should know the Chazal tell us often time that <clears throat> Israel is referred to as Israel Sabah. Why Israel Saba? Because Yaakov was the only one that had a relationship with his grandchildren. That there was a beautiful Masora. The Gemara in Kedushim, that Lamid Omar Aleph teaches us in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, called Lamid is ben Torah. Whoever has this course of teaching their grandchildren Torah, not only their children, the Torah looks upon it and it is looked upon, as if he received it, as if he received it from Harsinai. Who's the he? The Gemara doesn't say who the he. The push-up shot of the flowing of the Gemara, it refers to the grandfather. That the grandfather who taught his grandson Torah, he is rewarded as if he received the Torah from Sinai. Why? Because what is he doing? He is sharing that Torah, which he has, which is more in terms of earlier than the father. He received it from his rabbeim, who lived earlier. They were closer in their Mesorah. And we believe that each generation that's closer to Sinai has more of the authentic Mesorah, right? from generation to generation. So as he is bringing his grandson closer to Sinai, who brings him and gives him a greater understanding and a greater excitement as there was at Sinai. Stop for a moment. The way we've translated the Gemara is not the way the Marsha translates it. And the Marsha says, who's the he? Like he got it at Sinai, he refers to the Nechet, to the grandson. So what are we saying? The Komalami is Bimbino Torah, whoever teaches his grandson Torah, Male Allah, the grandchild, looked upon, wow, as if he got it from Sinai. So interestingly, the Bavli learns like the Marsha. The Bavli also has the Lashon of Kolashomea, Parsha, Mimbimbino, whoever is open to learn Torah. And hear Torah from his grandchild, Kiluhu Sinai, as if he's getting it. So this should be the biggest machlokis between the grandfather and the grandson, who is getting more out of it. But I can only tell you how sweet it is, this chus of learning Torah with one's grandchildren. And I certainly understand those who have the privilege and are doing this already, you know exactly what I mean. But those who are not yet doing it, I'm going to make an appeal today, which you're going to thank me for forever. And that is the delicious opportunity to learn 
with your grandchildren. First of all, you're showing them, whoa, how important Torah is, that there is no generation gap in Torah, that the same Pesach, that a child of six, seven, when they first begin to learn Torah, they're excited about that the grandfather, Baruch Hashem, many, many generations older, have equal excitement because it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wow. And the opportunity of realizing and seeing with your own eyes that this Mesorah, which has been guarded and treated with such reverence over the years, is being perpetuated to the next generation. It is such a beautiful, delicious feeling that I wish on each and every grandparent. It's something that is doable on your level, on their level. What are you learning? And if this is an opportunity for the grandparent to prepare a little bit, wonderful. Keep up with them. But it's such an exciting uh, opportunity. I'm going to end with a very famous story, and that is late Rabbi Yaakov Kabinetsky was on a plane and he was sitting next to a gentleman, whether it was a priest or not, whatever the Mesora goes. But the bottom line is, every 20 minutes or a half hour, one of his grandchildren on the plane would come over and say, Zayda, can we give you something? Do you need anything? So the person sitting next to Rav Kabinetsky just couldn't hold himself back after a while and said, how is it that your grandchildren are so attentive to you and uh, not so uh, by me? And he said very simply, he said, you believe in evolution. And what does that mean? Man came from the monkey. So the more man progresses, the less we are attentive to the previous generations. And therefore, you are closer to the monkey than he is. And therefore, you're not so, you and your generation and your values are not so important, but oh, today we are so important. Masha Enke, by us, is just the opposite. We say, Imheim, the previous generation, Imheim Kimalachim, they are like angels. Oh, we recognize that they are on a higher level, and therefore, because they are closer to Sinai. So the way to fill that gap between them and yourselves, between the grandparents and the grandchildren, is through Torah. So I give the bracha as we conclude Sefer Beratius. We're concluding on that positive note. That just as Chazal teach us, the Jacob Vino Lomes, don't tell me they buried him in Borah Why? Manzaro Bechayim? as his children, his grandchildren, and Baruch Hashem great-grandchildren, are still learning the same Torah, Afu B'chaim. I take this opportunity of wishing everybody a very sweet Shabbat Shalom to all.